Hello, this is Jude from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 14th of May. India reported 3722 new coronavirus cases and 134 deaths in the past 24 hours, increasing the total number of cases to 78003. Out of the total cases, 49219 cases are active. while 26234 patients have been cured the ministry said that 70% of all deaths so far have been because of comorbidity according to the health ministry update this morning maharashtra leads in terms of the number of active cases at 25922 gujarat has the second most number of active cases at 9267 followed by tamil nadu delhi rajasthan madhya pradesh and uttar pradesh Mumbai the worst hit city in India reported 800 new cases taking its tally to 15747 it also accounts for 40 of the 54 deaths in the state in the last 24 hours alone Dharavi recorded 66 new confirmed cases of covid-19 taking the total count of infected people in Mumbai's biggest slum to 1028 finance minister nirmala sitharaman unveiled the first installment of the 20 lakh crore economic package yesterday as announced earlier by prime minister narendra modi on tuesday the finance minister declared as many as 16 broad measures under atmanirbhar bharat abhiyan a financial package to help restore economic growth the announcements ranged from support to small businesses and non-bank lenders to lower provident fund collection from employers and employees the financial minister will be sharing further details of the economic package that will shape the future of 130 crore indians amid the corona crisis in the second phase of a briefing today at 4 pm the pm cares fund trust has decided to allocate 3100 crores for the fight against covid-19 out of 3100 crores rupees 2000 crore will be earmarked for the purchase of ventilators and rupees 1000 crore for care of migrant laborers another 100 crores will be allotted for the development of a coronavirus vaccine Delhi reported 472 new coronavirus cases bringing the total number of cases to 8470 the highest single day rise so far in the national capital Delhi chief minister Arvind Kejriwal today said his government has received some 5 lakh suggestions from people in the national capital on how to safely exit in a graded manner from the lockdown necessitated by the highly infectious coronavirus The chief minister said they will meet with the Delhi lieutenant governor this evening and give him a round up of the suggestions to be passed on to the center. Kejriwal said and I quote, some activities will be allowed in Delhi from Monday based on the center's decisions on easing the lockdown. We have to work hard to open up the economy, unquote. Meanwhile, over 150 Delhi cops tested positive for COVID-19. The force has reported 152 cases so far. Of the 152 personnel, at least 47 have recovered. The personnel are undergoing treatment at various government hospitals and some private hospitals. Indian Railways announced that it has cancelled all tickets booked to travel on or before June 30th. Refunds have been given to all tickets booked till date. All special trains and Shramik special train will, however, ply as usual. A notification issued by the Director of Passenger Marketing Railway Board said. that regular train services including mail express passenger and suburban have been cancelled only freight and special parcel trains are in operation to ensure supply of essential commodities across the country it was just this tuesday when the railways had announced that its services would run to full capacity 
More than 54,000 passengers had booked their tickets online within the first three hours. As many as 349 people hailing from Gujarat were brought back from Kuwait and London in two flights. The flight from Kuwait carried 177 passengers, while the one from London brought back 172 Gujarat residents. Meanwhile, Ahmedabad District Development Officer Arun Mahesh Babu said that after their screening at the city's international airport, the passengers were sent to institutional quarantine centers where they will be kept for 14 days before being allowed to go home. Around 1,000 passengers arrived in Bengaluru from Delhi in the first train to Karnataka since limited rail services resumed in the country. After arrival at the Bengaluru City Railway Station, the passengers were screened for COVID-19 and will undergo 14-day quarantine. In April, a Delhi lawyer, Amit Vivedi, petitioned the Supreme Court to nationalize all healthcare facilities, institutes, companies and entities related to the healthcare sector in India until the outbreak was contained. The court refused to entertain the plea, saying it didn't have the authority to order the central government to do so. This demand has been bolstered by measures taken by a number of states in the past two months. In late March, Uttarakhand announced 25% reservation of beds for COVID-19 patients in private hospitals with over 100 beds. Chhattisgarh, Rajasthan and Madhya Pradesh temporarily took over entire private hospitals to treat COVID-19 patients. But why does the government need to take over private hospitals during a public health crisis? Do read Ayan's report titled, What's Driving the Demand to Nationalize Private Hospitals to Fight COVID-19? You'll find it on newslaundry.com. Dear listeners, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you must be aware that News Laundry has been consistently bringing you a variety of ground reports, videos, podcasts, and more. In case you haven't, do check out our website. And by the way, News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform because we believe in the independence of news media. We do not want any advertisers or sponsors in the middle because our relationship is directly with you. When you visit the website, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. The lowest subscription plan begins at rupees 300 a month. For more than 35 days, Goa did not have a single patient. Today, however, Goa has discovered seven more cases, all of whom returned to the state from other places. Five of them belong to one family returning from Solapur in Maharashtra, while two others are drivers, one who came from Gujarat and the other from Mumbai. Goa Chief Minister Pramod Savant told media that contact tracing of all the seven new COVID-19 positive cases is being carried out. He said, and I quote, the five members of a Goan family were directly taken to a quarantine facility. There's no fear of community transmission. Those who came in contact with the drivers will undergo tests, unquote. Now for some international updates on the coronavirus. According to the Johns Hopkins University data, the total number of COVID-19 cases have crossed 4.3 million worldwide while the death toll has risen past 297,000 as more and more countries ease lockdowns. The US has registered 1.39 million cases and over 84,000 deaths. Italy and the United Kingdom have reported over 30,000 deaths each, while Spain has reported about 27,000 fatalities. US President Donald Trump yesterday criticized a recent warning given by the top US infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci about the dangers of reopening the economy too quickly. Trump said, and I quote, to me, it's not an acceptable answer, especially when it comes to schools, unquote. Trump noted that he was surprised by the response 
Fauci gave to the lawmakers in testimony to the U.S. Senate on Tuesday. Trump further said, and I quote again, I think that we have to open our schools. Young people are very little affected by this. We have to get the schools open. We have to get our country open, unquote. The World Health Organization has warned that coronavirus may never go away, as its experts predicted that a global mental health crisis caused by the pandemic was looming. Michael Ryan, the WHO's emergencies chief, said, and I quote, It is important to put this on the table. This virus may become just another endemic virus in our communities, and this virus may never go away, unquote. Meanwhile, the UNICEF on Wednesday warned that an additional 6,000 children could die every day from preventable causes over the next six months, as the COVID-19 pandemic continues to weaken health systems and disrupt routine services. UNICEF has now requested $1.6 billion to support its humanitarian response for children impacted by the pandemic. In countries suffering from humanitarian crisis, UNICEF is working to prevent transmission and mitigate the collateral impacts on children, women, and vulnerable populations. It is especially focusing on access to health, nutrition, water, sanitation, education, and protection. Doctors in Italy have reported the first clear evidence of a link between COVID-19 and a rare but serious inflammatory disorder that has required some children to undergo life-saving treatment in ICUs. The mysterious condition emerged last month when NHS bosses issued an alert to doctors after hospitals admitted a number of children with a mix of toxic shock and symptoms seen in an inflammatory disorder known as Kawasaki disease. The city of Moscow yesterday had ascribed the deaths of more than 60% of the coronavirus patients in April to other causes. At 242,271, Russia has the second highest number of confirmed cases in the world after the United States. But with just 2,212 coronavirus deaths, it also has one of the world's lowest reported mortality rates. China reported three new coronavirus cases, all of them local infections in northeastern China, with two in Liaoning province and one in Jilin. China is sealing off cities in Jilin province that borders North Korea and Russia as a growing cluster of cases threatens to undermine its hard-won containment of the epidemic. Meanwhile, Japan is expected to lift the state of emergency for 39 of its 47 prefectures today. The world's third-largest economy declared a nationwide state of emergency a month ago, urging citizens to reduce person-to-person contact by 80% in an effort to slow the pace of new infections and ease the strain on medical services. The CEO of Qatar Airways said the airline will cut its workforce by almost 20% after a slump in travel demand caused by the coronavirus and the lack of any other alternative. The airline employs more than 46,000 people, according to its website, meaning the layoffs could affect about 9,200 workers. According to a new report titled, Enough is Enough, 2019 Global Nuclear Weapons Spending, Published by the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, or ICANN, the world's nuclear-armed nations spent a record $73 billion on their weapons last year, with the U.S. spending almost as much as the eight other countries combined. The new spending figures, reflecting the highest expenditure on nuclear arms since the height of the Cold War, have been estimated by the ICANN, which argues that the coronavirus pandemic underlines the wastefulness of the nuclear arms race. Alicia Sanders-Zakre, the lead author of the report, said, and I quote, 
It's clear now, more than ever, that the nuclear weapons do not provide security for the world in the midst of a global pandemic, and not even for the nine countries that have nuclear weapons, particularly when there are documented deficits of healthcare supplies and exhausted medical professionals. Unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. The coronavirus pandemic has revealed the inadequacies of India's healthcare system. What needs to be done now to minimize the damage from the pandemic? How can the health sector be strengthened in the long run? Do public-private partnerships offer a solution? On NL Conversations, a podcast series by News Laundry, our co-founder Abhinandan Sekri hosted an expert panel comprising Dr. Naresh Trehan, Chairman and Managing Director of Medanta Hospital, K. Sujata Rao, former Union Health Secretary, Omen C. Kurian, Head of Health Initiative at the Observer Research Foundation, to discuss such questions. Head on to the News Laundry website to listen to it. Also, don't forget to listen to the latest episode of Five Year on My Podcast with Rocky, Mayur and Abhinandan. The trio discussed their drive up to the hills of Himachal Pradesh, journeying through Shimla, Solan, Chail, Kufri, Kasoli. They talk about the watermelon sabji in Mekloid Ganj, the train at Baroque Station and much more. For more trivia and behind-the-scenes moments from Rocky and Mayu's travels across India, sign up for the Highway on My Podcast newsletter. That's all for today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 